Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medeck. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I made it He's in. here. You made it through the snowstorm. Was it like an inch outside? It was like a quarter of an inch. <laughs> It works out. It's a lot. And we have a very special guest, the third man of our team. You know what time it is. You know what topics we must be talking about today because otherwise, you know, it's like Groundhog Day. It only happens once a year. Kyle Buzanowski, the whale man. He's in studio. Kyle, welcome back, buddy. Thank you for having me, Rob. Yeah, you know, it happens. Only once in a while. Only once in a while because he's a slacker. But we're going to get to Kyle here in a little bit. Obviously, we're talking Michigan, Ohio State. We're previewing that game. We're talking uh, a lot of college football, a lot of the happenings around uh, the uh, NCAA this week. We've also got Full Gear, Mike, that we got to talk about. We've got New Japan Pro Wrestling's huge announcement for Wrestle Kingdom. And, of course, we're going to be previewing uh, WWE Survivor Series, Mike. But let's jump in. Most recent stuff first. Let's just go into what just happened last night. AEW Full Gear. Uh, good show overall. Lots of change happening on this show, which I can always appreciate when you only have four pay-per-views a year. Need to have something to talk about coming out of these shows, and they certainly delivered on that, Mike. Uh, do we want to just jump right in? Do you want to get your thoughts on the on the show as overall? or Not nearly as sexy off-screen. This It's all about what actually happened on on the pay-per-view. Yeah, you, yeah usually it's we speed through this card and talk about pre yeah. or post stuff yeah this this car was actually yeah fun to watch yep. uh i think i think it'll be fun i'm gonna throw this at you right yep. now that we're gonna do and i didn't prepare you for this because yep. you always do that to me <laughs> i think we should rank the four 2022 AEW pay-per-views after okay. we talk about this one sure. so you're gonna have to try to figure out what actually happened on yeah, these shows yeah we do yeah, talk about them after they happen we do pre post and watch them yeah and you still don't remember no, i don't but it's rough from your recollection, we are going to rank these. So as as we talk about full gear, get that list going. Oh boy! All right, have to do some research here. We're talking about this. <laughs> I don't remember that stuff. But it's okay. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so this show is uh, out of uh, New Newark, New Jersey. Yep. Uh, we had a nice sold out venue here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, first match announced on the. Oh yeah, we don't talk about pre show though. Yeah, the, the zero yeah. hour. Yeah, uh, the only important thing that happened in the zero hour is Ricky Starks beat uh, Brian Cage. Mm-hmm. That means on Wednesday we're gonna get Ricky Starks and uh, Ethan Page mm-hmm. for the Eliminator Tournament. Winner gets a match at Winter is Coming in like four weeks yep. or so. Yeah, that was the big news there. Yep. Uh, we open the show here. Steel Cage match. We had Jungle Boy Jack Perry defeating Luchasaurus. Christian Cage was at ring cage side ring side whatever you want to say mm-hmm. uh the match went 18 minutes and 42 seconds got rated 8.38 out of 10 from the mass media that mm-hmm. rated the show <laughs> on here um i thought this match was a really good opener yeah uh, i thought this or the trios match was going to open the show and mm-hmm. it turns out they both technically kind of opened the show they're the first two matches here yeah. um but i think this match was really fun i think it was one of the better cage matches mm-hmm I've seen in like a little bit, especially a one-on-one cage match. Usually they're, they kind of get kind of boring and they don't do a lot. I think leaving the cage, grabbing the weapons, throwing them all back in Mm -hmm. and like getting the blood and every, like, I think a lot of it really worked for the story that they were telling. And then, uh, jungle boy getting the big win over Luchasaurus, probably setting up Mm -hmm. their eventual big match with Christian whenever Christian is healthy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought this was good opener. Um, I thought they did a nice job. I always think it's funny when they leave the cage in a cage match, but they're like, "Hey, don't make sure it's not that's not how you win." Mm-hmm. Those are always funny to me. Um, you know, yeah, this I, kind of felt more like 
Hell in a Cell yeah. type style right. than exactly. an actual like steel cage match Correct. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought this match was pretty solid for the most part. Um, I didn't really have any issues. I don't like Luchasaurus doing the tap out here. I think that's made me just being a little bit nitpicky, but it's just one of those things where like, I feel like when you win by submission in a match, it kind of feels like the finality of that feud in some mm-hmm. way, right? Where it's like, I just made you quit. I didn't I didn't beat you. Like, I didn't roll you up. I didn't, like, yeah. do something so devastating. I, I made you tap out. So in that particular scenario, it's a little bit weird. I feel like that finish, in, you know, that finish, if they would have been done on Christian Cage, I feel like it would have been a lot more fitting because he's kind of doing the whole swarmy mm-hmm. kind of rat type heel thing where like Luchasaurus is supposed to be like this big ass monster dude yep. right so I think it's a little bit different um but overall good match uh definitely the biggest match of Jungle Boy's singles career mm-hmm. for sure I'm very interested to kind of see where he I don't know if they're going to continue yeah. the feud because it kind of felt blow offy but I don't really know mm-hmm. or if they're you know where he's going yeah next. i would i would say this is probably his second biggest singles match outside of the kenny omega world title match yeah that was a big dynamite yeah not necessarily that he was gonna like win he that had match a big one with jericho too and where he went the 20 minutes yes yeah uh so he, he's had a couple but this yeah. this feels really big because it's a big pay-per-view moment for him i think because um, this is the first one for me at least where like he's a definite singles guy yeah, like yeah. he doesn't have any other guys else. behind him anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just him um i think I, I wouldn't be shocked if he goes to do something else mm-hmm. for a little bit, yeah. and then Christian eventually costs him, like, like yeah. he's fighting for, like, the TNT title or right. something, right. Yeah, and he costs him the match in, like, three or four months, and you go, okay, now we're going to revisit this. Right. Finally get when, the blow off. And finally get the blow off at, like, All Out or yeah. whatever Christian's ready. For sure. So I think this will be a steady finish to this feud, but, mm-hmm. like, we'll revisit it when Christian's healthy. I think yeah. it's probably where they're going to go with it. Yeah. Next up, we had, I'm going to say, best, best match of the night. Um, there was a lot of good matches on this show, though. This but is this a is really probably... solid show. This, I'm going to just spoiler alert right now. This is the best. I think this is the best pay-per-view they've had this year. Yeah. Um, so I think this is probably their best match on the show. This was great. Um, this was. AEW Trio's title match, Death Triangle, uh, taking on the the returning elite. Yep. They got announced on Wednesday that they were going to be in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, match got a 9.13 out of 10 on cage match with all the votes and everything 9.13 9.13 out of 10 i would have given it like a 9.8 but it's fine yeah. this match was crazy yeah. it's averaged over 200 yeah. votes so you okay, know a couple people fair. give it well, like an eight or s- a nine out of ten yeah exactly it's gonna bump it down but it's a it's the highest one rated yeah. of everything um this is the epitome of why i think trios titles are so important yes is when done right when done right is normally you can just have this six-man match and it's like okay like they're rivals whatever it's a good match whatever but now that you've just add a championship onto it it's like okay now it's even that more important the sizzle to the stake right like the meat of it right you've got so much history with the bucks and the lucha bros you've got history with Pac and kenny and and the crossover continuously right and now when you add championships onto that, now there's stakes, yeah. right? Now there's, what are you yeah. getting? And you're not just, like, match? fighting for, like, pride. Exactly. You're, like, now I'm fighting for a championship and a reason. Because I do think it takes away a little bit, right? Because yeah. if, you, if, if the elite just win, you're like, okay, now what? There's mm-hmm. nothing there, right? Yeah. Or if the Death Triangle just wins, you're like, okay, cool, now what? Yeah, but like, now you're champions, right. and now you're whatever. Exactly. So I think it really builds up to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Death Triangle win, um, I thought it was a very creative way where yes. er, early, like, middle of the match, yep. Pac throws ray phoenix the hammer and he's like you know what i'm not going to use it and then at the very like last minute of the match he gives it to him he's like come on just just get with the program he's like please yeah like you're going to lose this match if you don't use it and he's up for the one wing about to get put down and he looks at and goes screw it i gotta do it hits Mm -hmm. him with it 
rolls up Kenny and actually pins Kenny, which yeah. I thought yes. uh, that one shocked me. Was yeah. I didn't think Kenny would take the pin. Right. I thought if anything it would be like Matt. I don't Rick think Jackson. anybody had Death Triangle winning this match. Period. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Death Triangle wins. Yep. I think a lot of people were very shocked. Everyone's like, "What is going on? Why mm-hmm. is AEW doing this?" Until yep. the reveal about two hours later, which yep. we'll just talk about now, yep. is this feud because it was a squeaky finish or whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. They just say, "You know what." We're going to do a best of seven series between these guys. And me and Rob are not hypocritical on this. I think yeah. a lot of people may think we are. Yeah. We are always okay with rematches if the people in the rematch have great matches. Yeah. I think it's... Like, I think, I think it'd be yeah. different if it was like, okay, we're going to do, like, Le- Moxley-Jericho yeah. seven yeah. times. That's different than yeah. doing Usos New Day seven times. Lesnar reigns, I'm good. Because you've seen it so many times. Yeah. And it's like, there's only so many ways to reinvent the wheel. I cannot say that every time I've watched a Young Bucks Lucha Bros tag match, just them in particular for yeah, a second, sure. not one match has been the same. They've done a ladder match. They've done a steel cage. They've done regular tags. Every single one of them has been different, mm-hmm. and they've told a different story every single time. Yeah. This is putting the two best six-mans, giving themselves a little bit of time to breathe, get mm-hmm. the elite back into it, and like, hey, listen, let's just have seven yeah. awesome matches where we can hang our hat on and make Dynamite like, oh, I got to tune in if for Just no other reason to watch that 25-minute match. Yeah. And um, I do think they'll add, like, a little wrinkle to everyone. I well, think, I'm like, sure. this next one might be yeah. no DQ. Yeah. They'll probably have a ladder match in one of them. Like, I assume that everyone is going to be something kind of unique. I, I doubt they're all just going to be three-on-three, mm-hmm. single, well, ready, one fall. The other thing I about this finish is that, and before we even knew about the seven series, right, mm-hmm. the best of seven, it felt like... Everybody was like, okay, they're just going to give it back to the elite, and we're just going to get back on schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're just like they were just kind of holding these titles for the elite to come back and take them. Now, in the in the grand scheme of things, is that probably what's going to happen? Yeah, right. I, I can assume, but allowing Death Triangle to get some wins over the elite mm-hmm. establishes the Death Triangle now as true champions, right? Now that they've beaten the elite, it no longer feels like they're just holding the titles. It feels like, hey. They're the best six-man tag. They're the best trios champs, right? They're the best trios team uh, in AEW. Mm-hmm. Now it's on the elite. Now the onus is on the elite to beat them. Can they beat them four out of the next six, mm-hmm. right? How do they? How are they going to do that, right? It seems like they kind of they got to figure out a way back in. I won't be shocked to see this go two zero, even three zero mm-hmm. towards Death Triangle before we see that. Yeah, complete swing. swing. I don't know how they're going to book it. I, I have total faith that they'll book it the right way, yeah. but. The fact that they they gave, they let us sit with that finish for a hot minute, I mm-hmm. thought was really well done. And then like, oh, you you just seen the tip of the iceberg here, mm-hmm. and now we're gonna go. You know, it, it, I think it was really well done. I do yeah. wish this would end on a pay per view though. It's the only part I wish that like if they were gonna do it, I know yeah. because you have so much time in between full gear and the next show. Yeah, this is this is their, we talked about like, yeah. last week where this is like their longest or second longest yeah. break, break between pay per views, so you right. can't really extend it. No, four months no, or right. whatever I it is. Agree. So. so that's the only thing where I'm like, man, I wish if timing was just different, obviously it is what it is. Yeah. But they, they, uh, and to give them credit, they, they did their best. They did put these shows on like big, like winners yes. coming yes. new year staff. Like yep. they try to do it on mm-hmm. their big dynamite shows. Yes. So like, I think four of the seven are on yeah. either a pay-per-view we're like this one was on Wednesday. Yeah. That's what's crazy. Wednesday. And then the next week, and then we're getting winners coming new year's dash Yep. Something else, and it's going to end in the the first yes. LA show, which right. is going to be a really this big is, show. In this was the best match on the card for me as well. Um, do you think? Question. This is more just like a a procedural thing, I guess. We've seen in the past, like with other best of seven series, that like WWE did, where like so say the Young Bucks and Kenny 
win on Wednesday? Do they get the belts then? And they, I don't think remember, so. Like, remember like like when John I, Cena was doing all those best sevens and like yeah. they kept flipping it like, oh, Booker T's champion now I, for, two, I, for two title defenses and then I, Cena wins it back. I but project that it's like they're all like ex, like non-title matches until, until you until yeah. you get to like right. – like so say like Death Triangle – is up 3-0, yeah. then it's like, it's technically, it's like how they do it in UFC, like if you don't make weight, it's like, yeah. okay, if one side, if the guy who makes weight, it's a championship fight. The yeah. other guy, if the other guy wins, then it's kind of like vacated in a sense. Right. Like I think it's going to be like, it's like if the elite are up 3-0, okay, this one is the title match. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, but I don't think it's going to yeah. be a title match until you get up yeah, to Yeah, I didn't it. know if they were going to do like actual swaps. Like if, if the elite win on Wednesday, do they do they walk out with the titles? And yeah. then it's like, does Death Triangle get them back? Because like it, I've seen it done both ways. Yeah. The only reason why I'm asking. It's, yeah. It really doesn't matter. All that. Yeah. I would prefer time. in terms of like, Looking at it from on cage history. from a title history, yeah. I'd prefer it not to be. Yes. Just keep it until one side fully wins. I would agree like I would say, keep the best of series seven, like all the title to def- like yeah. keep it like in a subsection of like they had seven matches here. Yeah, but like it's, it's just almost, have the one it's like a, it's winner. Like, it's a month long Iron Man match where yeah. each one is just a fall. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Like I don't want just wanted to get your opinion on yeah. which one you think. Yeah, because I don't want to go through and be like. Elite. Well, remember they were champions for a week, and then they it was the best of seven. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like el- elite yeah. young bucks. Elite young. Uh, it's like, Happy oh, to God. see Kenny and uh, the Bucks back though. Love the new entrance. Miss Don Callis a lot. Um, yeah, he's funny. Best possible way to bring them back was doing this though. Yeah, and we got some more Kenny news coming yeah, we'll, later. We'll hit, we'll hit that later. Uh, next up, we have the AEW TBS title match. We had Jay Cargill defending against Nyla Rose. This match got a uh, 3.71 out of 10. It went eight minutes long, and Jay Cargill wins yep. over Nyla Rose. Yeah, this was an unenviable position of... This is the good thing about having somebody like Jay Cargill and what they're doing with her is because you know who's going to win the match, so it's easy to put them right on, knowing, all right, you're not really going to elicit a ton of crowd reaction. We just kind of kind of let people up for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of is what it is. Yeah. Um, next up, we have the Ring of Honor four-way match. Um, we had Chris Jericho wrestling Daniel or uh, Brian Danielson, Claudio, and Sammy Guevara. Uh, this match got an 8.55 out of 10, went 21 minutes, 42 seconds, and Chris Jericho wins by pinning Claudio. Claudio. Yep, I was trying to, I was, two, I was him two, or Daniel. Two Claudio. Judas effects. Yep. Two Judas effects later, yep. gets the win, hit the one mid swing on yep. Sammy, which I thought mm-hmm. was kind of cool. It, it didn't like in theory would have looked a lot cooler, but I feel like they didn't execute the way they right. like, really wanted to hit it. Yeah. So um, he just got up and hit him again. Yep. Yeah. So he just got up and hit him again and won it. But yeah, Jericho wins and, um, going into final battle, going into the final battle as champion going up on Wednesday against Tomohiro Ishii. Yep. So that should yep. be a fun match. Um, now it's just kind of trying to project, who right. I think that's bigger than what this match was. I think this match was good. Yep. I don't think it was anything special. I think we kind of hit this right in the nail where, like, this is the match where it was like, I don't want to put expectations too high because I think it's just going to be good. Yeah. Nothing, like, super special oh, with good. the guys yeah. that are in this match. Mm-hmm. So I think it hit, like, right on the bar where I was like, yeah, it was good, but, like, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. It was just it I was thought good they match. did a really nice job with the false finishes in this match. I felt like yeah. at each moment, it felt like... I thought Sammy for sure looked like he had it for a minute there. I, I thought Brian, Brian on the running it. knee yeah. was like for sure. So they did a nice job of like highlighting, like, oh, you almost had it, right? And then each yeah. person kind of diving out and doing their own thing. Um, I thought this was. I thought this match was really well done, all mm-hmm. things considered. I have no idea who the hell is going to challenge Jericho, though. It's 
I kind of feel like Jericho has to drop it at Final Battle, mm-hmm. but I don't know to who. That's kind of why I was like, man, if Brian gets it here, then you have that instant rematch with two established main event guys, Jericho, Brian at Final Battle. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. As we hopefully do assume that Ring of Honor gets television soon. Yeah, I don't know what the plan is if they're just going to keep it on Jericho until they get TV. I, I don't yeah, know. that could be a thing too. I'm trying to yeah. just think like I feel like there's definitely a name or two out there that's just like. That it's a random like tag champ, but it's like a big name guy that we're just like not thinking. Of. It's like oh, they're tra- okay. That makes sense. Like I'm, yeah. try- I'm trying to like think through that guy. Can't really come up with I him mean, at the like, moment, I but mean, like we guys could, that we they could have get on there. the roster technically. I mean, shit, Kazarian. He he's a former tag. Yeah, I was like, Matt Taven could yeah, technically Taven do something. Cha- yeah, Taven like could. Mike Bennett could. You've got Christopher Daniels. He's a former Ring of Honor World yeah. Champion. Uh, who else is who else is on there? Like roster? Jay Lethal could easily Jay jump Lethal in there. Very much could absolutely. You know I mean? like, Samoa Joe technically could. I, I can't imagine based on no, the results the... later. But um, there's a lot of people. That's what I mean. Like technically, but I don't necessarily know if that all fits either. Yeah. So I, I don't really know what the hell they're gonna do. I mean, you kept Jay Briscoe individually singles because yeah, exactly. Yeah. If if Cole was healthy, I would say Cole would be yeah, a great name for there because yeah. he's technically probably. Right. The best hangman, former six hangman. man tag champion for yeah. sure. Will Ospreay could. He's a former television champion. champion yeah. So like I was like, there's a lot of names that Kyle could be Riley, former world champion. Yeah, he did. Kyle Riley did tweet that he was like, dang. After after that match, mm-hmm. he said, man, I miss wrestling a lot. So like he yeah. kind of like teased. I don't know if that's a big enough no, match I for a final I battle. Say, I like, as but I love Kyle Riley. I don't really want to see that as the main event of the final battle. Yeah, but like I said, I, I, like there's like names out there. I'm just trying to be like, I wonder which one Roosh. is like the way to go Roosh for this one. kind of match yep. yeah, with Jericho. Of yeah, I'm interested for sure. Uh, next up, we had the returning Sarai in her first mm-hmm. singles match in like five, six years, something. something. They yeah. they said different numbers. I feel like while like they were saying, yeah. Um, take on Dr. Britt Baker. This match got a five point one six out of ten. Went thirteen minutes twenty five seconds, and Soraya beats. Britt Baker in her return match, which I don't think anyone shot by really. No, not really. Don't love the fact that it's Britt who's got to be the first one to put her over. I feel like mm. Britt Baker's earned the right at this point to be like a boss level character. If yeah. that makes any sense, right? Like if you're playing a video game, you're not immediately just going to face Britt Baker as the first. Champion, yeah, right? yeah. First off, I thought it would be maybe like a Ruby Solo or something. Yeah, somebody but like... just. To, I, I mean, whatever heel you want to throw at her, just it's somebody where you can like, okay, that makes sense that yeah. you know he she gets the win here mm-hmm. and builds up to a big match against Britt. Uh, I thought the finish was out of nowhere, where mm-hmm. I was kind of like, oh, the match is over. Yeah. Okay. Um, but besides that, this was fine. Happy to see uh, Sarai bag paid, or the hell you want to call her. Um, interested to kind of see where she gets put in the mix now mm-hmm. because win over Britt Baker, you know, former world champion here. So I don't know where that puts her now in the pecking order. Yep. All right. Next up, we had our uh, AEW TNT title three way match mm-hmm. here. We had uh, Wardlow defending his title against Powerhouse Hobbs, Samoa Joe. Smash got 6.36 out of 10, went nine minutes and 54 seconds. And Samoa Joe. Um, Taps out Powerhouse Hobbs yep, technically. to technically yep. to win the TNT champ, and now he is a double champ, yep, TNT right. and Ring of Honor television champion. Yeah, I, I think this is fine. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Wardlow is not taking the fall here. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. I like the finish in the way that it kind of symbolized Wardlow's inexperience, right? Where he definitely had Powerhouse Hobbs beat after the second powerbomb, mm-hmm. goes back for the third, and then the fourth one, where Joe then comes in, right, and gets the clutch on, on Hobbs. So all those things considered, I, I like the finish quite a bit. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think Joe is nearly the performer that he used to be, mm-hmm. and I think he's too infrequent with his injury history at this point. So I don't know how long of a run. I don't know if this is just going to be for, for Wardlow just to immediately come beat him for it again yeah, in maybe. the next big show that they have. Yeah, they might bring him on or something. Right. So I, I think if, if not – they need to get the television title of Ring of Honor off of Samoa Joe now. Mm-hmm. Like it needs to happen. If they want to do it, a fi- wait to find a battle. Fine, it's like a, you know three weeks away. But whatever the case is, that's the only thing for me where I go. He's a double champ, which is cool. But we're putting stock in another guy who's injured quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to be like, hooray. I'm very interested to see where Wardlow goes from this because there's an obvious connection immediately for Wardlow to go and challenge MGF for the title. Mm-hmm. So it's it's. Interesting. Yep. I thought this match had a perfect amount of time, though. Yeah. Ten minutes, perfect. Yeah, they rolled through and yeah. like got in and out yep. kind of thing. Uh, next match is Rob's favorite match, maybe of all time. We, ah. I, I think it rivals Austin, Brett, honestly, at, at this oh. point. Um, oh, Darby Allen and Sting taking on Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Listen, I am a huge Jeff Jarrett fan. I love Jeff Jarrett. But yep. uh, this match got a 6.34 out of 10. Yep. Went 11 minutes, which... I don't believe yeah. <laughs> it would have loved it. Well, because minutes. they're in the crowd. Yeah, they like, really it f- weren't in the ring all that long. No, I know. Like, it, it felt longer. Yeah. Right. Not in, like, a bad way necessarily, no. but it just felt like I, thought I was this like, match if, you, good pace. if you told me 15, 16 minutes, I'd be like, yeah, that's kind of what fair. it felt, yeah. but it's only 11, which yep. I was like, okay. Yep. Um, Darby Allen Sting get the win over Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. A lot of really fun spots in this match, though. Yeah. Um, took a really good uh, guitar shot to the back for Darby. Really, really mm-hmm. good there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Darby Allen get the win. A um, couple things I really liked about this match. Number one, uh, Sodom Singh looked like a monster mm-hmm. in this match, and I think that was huge. Um, being able to have him highlighted in such a way, he catches Darby on the fall right early on. He, you know, chokes Sam Sting, right? It's not a pay per view in AEW if Sting isn't jumping off something on somewhere. Um, so this was good. Uh, I thought the finish was a little muff because I think Jay Lethal over-rotated on the, on the finish. But outside of that, this was great. I thought this was exactly what it needed to be, right? I didn't think that they went too long. I thought the match had good pacing. They started outside the ring. I don't love the whole disc- no DQ thing, but we're just going to still follow the rules of a tag match. That was a little bit clunky to me. It's like they didn't know how to produce it. So they're like, let's just say there's no rules, but there's kind of rules. Mm-hmm. Um I thought Jeff Jarrett looked fantastic. Great shape. Still in original ring gear. He looked great. I love Jeff Jarrett just simply for the fact that he is one of the few people in the industry who's done everything. He's a promo- He's been a promoter. He's been a world champion. He's a he's a legacy guy. You know, his dad and his grandma and everything else. So, love Jeff Jarrett. I think he's a great mouthpiece for Jay Lethal and for Sodom. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he kind of does in the future. He's also in the office now, too. He's like their head of live events or some shit. I thought this was great. I thought this was really, really, really well done, and I think it adds some heat uh, both ways. Would have liked to see them get the win, though. I didn't really think Darby and Sting needed it mm-hmm. because they've kind of they're kind of are who they are. I'm just that, that was my part. I was like, okay, I, I mean, I get it, but it seemed I was like, ah, I kind of would have liked the heels to kind of yeah. get away with the win there. Yep. All right. Next up, we have the AEW Interim Women's World Title Match. Mm-hmm. We had Jamie Hader. Taking on the champion Tony Storm, uh, he got an eight point oh six out of ten. Mm-hmm. Went fifteen minutes sixteen seconds, and after this, so AEW does one of these every pay per view. I feel like now where the crowd just gets so uberly mm-hmm. invested mm-hmm. into one side winning, 
that like I don't expect. Yeah. Like All Out was the acclaim yeah. match where yeah. I didn't expect everyone was going to be so on the acclaim train, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it was like they're the hottest thing ever. I did not expect everyone just to be all Jamie Hader all day long. There's been a bit of a groundswell. Yeah, like you can tell every time she goes on television. You know, it's like okay. Yeah, it's like a little bit like the acclaim was like announced. Yeah, that she was challenging. People were like. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. This is interesting. Yeah, right, yeah. And like halfway through this match, like the acclaimed match at All Out, mm-hmm. it was like, wow, if they don't give this title to Jamie Hayter, yeah, like Audible, do something yeah, because right. like she has to win this match, basically. Mm-hmm. And she did win this match. This um, is the second best match on the show for me. Yeah, this I would, was, I would agree. This the second best match on the show for me. The story yeah. they told, the ride that you get taken on with the false finishes. Yeah. It looks like Jamie's going to get it. No, oh, man, Tony's – oh, Tony hit the finish. Oh, it's over, right? Yeah. Like, nope, okay, Britt comes in now. Okay, after this – this is the second interference, which mm-hmm. I thought – I'm, I'm going to give Tony kind of a lot of credit here. I love the fact – and I, talk, I talked about this last night when we were watching the show. I love the fact that Britt Baker came out and helped Jamie Hayter in this yeah. match. And – was very clearly uh, like wanting her friend, who's kind of been playing second fiddle to Brit, right? Uh-huh. You know, allowing her to get the win, and was very much like this is Jamie's time. I love because it's such a departure from everything we see, right? If you're in a faction, right? There's a leader, and then there's a couple people that are like you know surrounding. In this particular case, you're like, yeah, Brit's still the leader. You clearly, she's the bigger star, but it's like, hey. Jamie Hader's gonna get the gonna get the win here, and I'm not gonna turn on her, right? I'm mm-hmm. not gonna cost her the title here because it's my champion. No, no, no. <clears throat> I'll assist her, right? <clears throat> and then Tony kicking out and everything. I thought the finish was great, uh, well deserved. I'm totally sold. I don't think the Tony Storm experiment worked at all. Yeah. Quite frankly. Yeah. I don't, I feel like something happened when she was when she lost the title in NXT UK. Yeah. To now. Yeah. It's just She's like something. Yeah. Same. It's just like never something. Something happened, and like because like before that, she when was, she was super hot when she yeah. was in the women's yeah, the uh, Classic. Classic and yeah. stuff. Like people were hot for her mm-hmm. when she won the title. She had a great match mm-hmm. um, with Rhea Ripley. With Rhea yeah, Ripley, like feud. yeah, like she was like really grinding high, and all of a sudden she lost that title, and then she left and came to AEW. It's like ever since then, it's like. Yeah, she had an initial she, pop, and I was like, okay, fine, and then after that, I was like, okay, like it's just. It's it just, just not, wasn't connecting yeah. in that same way. I don't think she's developed a character yet. That's yeah, the problem. Maybe. She's like, I'm Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. What 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 does that mean? Mm-hmm. Right? Like Britt Baker had to reinvent herself in order to get to where she's at. Yeah. You know, and if you're not putting on great matches, I think that's why Jamie Hader got the title at the end of the day. I think people can appreciate the fact that this was Tony Storm's best match in AEW, by the way, as well. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So uh, this was solid. Second yep. best match of the night for me. Yep. Co-main event here. We had the AEW World Tag Team Match. We had um, the Acclaimed Swerve in Our Glory Part 3. Part 2, Part 1 was at All Out. Part 2 was at Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. Um, this match got a 7.25 out of 10. Went 19 minutes and 38 seconds. And the Acclaimed win this match. Yep. So they win the feud. Yep. Out of 2 out of 3, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the biggest news that comes out of this is not really the Acclaimed 1. It's yeah. a Swerve in Your Glory disbanded right. i guess and and that's why the acclaim won yeah uh, not necessarily why they won because they were like about to yeah. win regardless yeah. but serving your glory breaking up leading to the acclaim win right. so serving your glory breaking up is probably the bigger news than the acclaim winning so when does ftr win the tag titles <laughs> um <laughs> probably in the next before revolution yeah i think so too up I, until I, yeah. before if not at revolution Maybe like winners coming, New Year's Dash. Yeah. 
I'm, pads. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 this match, while it was really good, I think it was the worst of the three. Um, I, I think that's a. I don't think that's a high low bar for them to go under. I think they've set. I think they've done a pretty. Yeah, nice like job. I would like so like when when I I when, would literally rank them the first one, the second one, the third. One. I I would also rank them that way. Yeah. I think it's for me. It's like okay, if the first one's like five stars. Yeah. And the second one's like four and a half, four. Right. This one's like a four. Yeah. So like I don't think any of them are no, no, bad. No, 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 no. I just yeah. I just want I just want yeah, yeah, yeah I just want I wanted yeah. to put that out because I want yeah. you to be like oh it's the word it's like a two star like no, 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 no it's like no, no, it's no. like a four star match. Yeah. They it's set just, a high bar. For the, yeah. But those first two were just astronomical. Yeah. The first one especially the crowd really carried it and it yeah. really helped. Um. You know now that the champs is a different dynamic right because mm-hmm. now they're defending. Um. Yeah. I thought this match was really good. That I think the the split took away a little bit from the win, mm-hmm. right? Because now you're more interested in where did where does that go mm-hmm. compared? Loving, and I'm really excited to see Swerve as a single. I think he's fantastic. I could not rave about him enough during the match. Uh, Keith Lee couldn't care less. But um, the uh, the acclaim though, man. Talk about this was a show, and we'll get to this a little bit later. This was a show of Tony Khan being like here. Mm-hmm. Right in so many ways because this was a show where you got all these different people going over where you go homegrown, 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 homegrown. Yeah, and I think this is the first time where really Tony Khan can hang his hat on and say, "This is what I built." This yeah. is. I thought this match really kind of encompassed that in so many different ways. Yeah, like I, I always, I always go back to like it was like a year or two ago. Yeah. They people were always posting a graphic like, "Look at all these ex WWE guys holding yeah. all the championships," yeah. and it was like, "Yeah, but like give them like six months to yeah. a year, right. and now you look and it's like." What what WWE guys are holding championships right now? To the talents credit, like the acclaimed, mm-hmm. they have busted their ass yeah. to get to where they're at. The fact that they're the tag champs right now in the same division as the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks and some of these other teams, mm-hmm. you go, damn, that's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, um, huge credit to Tony Khan because this was their show to go. Yeah, here. these last three are all yes. homegrown. Yes, for the most part, homegrown. Yeah, counts. but like, but like the winners of this match, yeah. right? Like Swerve and Keith. You, most people are going to recognize from WWE and their indies, right? Now, with the acclaimed, you go, these guys were never on. No, the acclaimed, Jamie Hayter wasn't mainstream. MGF no. was, like, around the indies, but wasn't, like, super mainstream no. by the time he got no. here. So, uh, But anyway, main event time. We've yep. already spoiled it, so we'll just get to it. Yep. Um, MJF beating John Moxley. Uh, Smash got 8.20 out of 10. Yep. 23 minutes in. Um, in nine seconds, sure. Uh, MGF beats Boxley with the uh, help as the assistance of one Sir William Regal yep. throwing in the brass knucks yep. and him hitting him and winning the match. Yeah, a lot of people kind of have a read on that a little bit. It felt like yeah. um, if they I, were gonna do it that way, uh-huh. I'm glad that there's at least somewhere for them to go. I do, it. I do. The one thing, and it kind of comes like yeah. it points back to the promo that he had on Wednesday, yeah. where he said. Something yeah. like whatever that devil line mm-hmm. is that he says, like mm-hmm. the devil's, yeah, the, the, yeah. the devil's been here the whole time or right. whatever. And I think the most interesting part is it's he's actually referring to William Regal in that right. moment and not himself because right. everyone's like, oh, so he's just saying that he's a heel now and he's like talking about himself. Right. But now it's like, oh, he was actually talking about William Regal. Like I feel like every time MJF talks, you think it's like about him or you think it's about something. Mm-hmm. It's actually like subtly about something else. And it's always something I really appreciate when MJF talks about his promos. Yeah. 
He uh, came out and did in his post in the post media scrum. scrum thing, right? Went off and was like, I told you guys, you guys are a bunch of idiots and all that good stuff. Yeah. So they're really trying to pivot hard now yeah. and be like, okay, no, he's definitely a bad Yeah, guy. they're going to try the heel route. Yeah. Uh, interested to kind of see the dynamic with Regal and him now, mm-hmm. right? And see kind of where the Blackpool combat goes from there. I'm expecting Moxley to take some time. I think he should take some time. Mm-hmm. He's been really carrying the company on his back last six, seven months. He really needs to. I think he needs to just go away just for a little bit. Not because I'm tired of seeing him. Just yeah. to... Get get right, get healthy, take some time, come back, and you're like, okay, now we're yeah, now off we're and running for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, MJF winning. I mean, any other result, I think people would have lost their shit. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, totally cool with it. And um, I'm really excited for Dynamite, quite frankly. This mm-hmm. is the first Dynamite that I've been looking forward to post-pay-per-view mm-hmm. where I'm actively like, I am excited to watch the show because of the results and the events that happened on the pay-per-view. Yep. I would say I had similar feelings for Double or Nothing. Yeah. Because that was like yeah, Punk win the title. So yeah. like Punk's going to come out. They had that big six man with FTR and yeah. uh, whoever mm-hmm. they hit first that day. I don't know. But um, it was like, oh shit, like Punk's going to come out. He's going to wrestle. He's going to talk mm-hmm. about winning the title, what they're going to do next with him. Like, so I was, I was pumped for that one specifically. Yeah. But I will say in terms of like everything going on, I think this one, because I think there's a lot of feuds and a lot of stories that you're interested in. Yep. You're interested in what MGF is going to do. You're interested about the trios thing. Yep. You're interested about Ishii and, and Jericho. Like, there's a lot of like interest going into this dynamite. Yes, for sure. Um, grade this show. All right. I would grade this probably a solid B, B plus A minus show. That's kind of where I'm at. I was about to say A minus for me. I, yeah. I thought this was their best show of 2022. Yeah, I this would. This was their best. Yeah, one. so in terms of ranking the shows, yep. I would rank this show first. Yep. Revolution's a close second. Yes, Revolution was great. Uh, yes. Dog Collar Mash, Brian and Jared, or Brian and Moxley. Yep. You had Hangman and. Um, Adam Cole. Adam Cole in the main event. A lot of good wrestling on that show. Necessarily, the, the stories were fine. Baker versus Thunder Rose was on that show. Yeah, the three-way, the Red yeah. Dragons, Young Bucks, Luchasaur, and, yeah. uh, Jungle Express smash. Yep. So that show all around, I think, was that was a really good wrestling show, but not a lot of stuff came out of that show. Correct. I think this show no had a good... Ra- yeah, this, this show had a lot of good wrestling mm-hmm. and a good look forward to. Um, I think three and four are a little closer. Um, yeah, All Out's got some stuff that sticks out to me. Where I yes, go, that was really good. I think all from but like double a, or nothing as stuff where I go. Okay, I think from start to bottom, I like double or nothing better. Yeah, but I'm if I had to go, right now, yeah. if I had to go through the two shows, I think I would much rather watch the acclaimed swerving your glory match than anything that happened on both shows. Yeah, I would probably agree. With so that. it's hard to be like, all right, do you want these like match or two, or do you want like the whole show? So I'd probably say double or nothing's three and all outs four, but yeah. you can really go either, either way, way on those yeah. two. Yeah, the only problem I had with double or nothing was just so long. God, it was the, it was so long. It yeah. was one, you know, Punk wins the title, and I'm like cap yep. conked because I'm like, yeah, you know. So yeah, I could I could agree with that. I think this is their best pay per view. I think they ended as strong as they possibly could mm-hmm. going into 2023. I don't think they could have ended better. No, I don't um, this is great all the way through. Hundred, you know, claps all the way around. All right, let's get through the news though that happened this morning. A uh, big match going on in New Japan Pro Wrestling. We're not going to talk about the full Wrestle Kingdom card. We'll do that later on. Um, but your boy, Will Ospreay, oh, getting a surprise message from one Kenneth. All right, Mike, it's okay. Don't, throw, don't be throwing uh, microphones around yeah. here. From so one excited. Kenneth Reginald Omega. Um, we're getting that match, Wrestle Kingdom. 17. 
IWGP US title on the line. Mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of secondary to the feud, but it's okay. Um, it is secondary to the feud, but yeah, it makes it that it much helps. more. Yeah, it, it helps. helps a lot. Um, it helps because it's going to co main, right, so that exactly. helps a lot. Um, <laughs> along with, you know, obviously Okada versus Jay White, which will be great as well. But yes. uh, thoughts on Kenny going back to New Japan for the first time in four years? Yeah. Isn't it crazy that it's been four years, by the way? Yeah. That's wild, wild, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I can say I've been more excited for a match. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty really like literally straight up in terms of like wrestling. Like, I think you could, you could argue and say like, if you gave me like reigns and Cody, you could talk me into being more excited for that as like a story. John Cena. I don't know if you can talk me out of that. Yeah. Like, like you could talk me into stuff, but like later just two guys who wrestle for 30 minutes. Don't really like each other. Who don't, who actually don't like each other. So they actually might like actually hit each other a little bit, which would be (laughs) kind of fun. Um, Osprey and Kenny are literally probably outside of WWE standards, mm-hmm. probably close to my one one and two yeah. in terms of like foreign or indie wrestlers. Mm-hmm. It's just it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. I love... I can't imagine this match not being a five oh, five and a half star be, classic. This is gonna be a seven star. Yeah, is what it's gonna wind up being. Yeah. Dave Meltzer's gonna literally just go uh, yeah. everywhere. <laughs> be, I love it so much. Yeah. Watch it forever, but. Every yeah. time any match happens, I mean, we'll Osprey Kenny. So that's that's like right now you know the I mean? bar is yeah. well, it's not Okada Kenny, so yeah. it's like what is yeah. it? It's like I, that that might be the it's gonna be the it's gonna be the current day. Like, is it really Osprey Kenny though? Yeah, because that's it really how... six stars. Was it really seven stars? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, the promo just quickly. I love the fact that Kenny for the first th- three two quarters of that promo, he talks in Japanese. I love that because mm-hmm. it adds a level of like you're still technically a foreigner, right? I learned the language, I immersed myself in the culture, I moved. It. I know, mm-hmm. I know, Osprey's in Japan now, but like he moved there and everything like that. I just love that little twinge of like I'm mm-hmm. still better than you because I've like embraced the language and everything else, mm-hmm. and you're still over here talking, you English. know, talking spot of tea and all that other crap, and yeah. you know what I mean. Thought that was super great. Yeah. Um, can't wait. Really can't wait. Yeah, I can't. I, I, it's one of those things. Russell King is always a good show. There's yeah. been better ones in years past. Last year was fine. Yeah. Um, I really think this one night is going to help a lot because you're just getting like eight or nine matches mm-hmm. and you're just like there in and out yep. and you're good. Yes, exactly. Um, yep, for sure. Um, and I don't think there's a bigger U.S. title match you could have made than, no. than right here. So no. everyone, everyone was trying to figure out when this match was going to happen because everyone yep. knew this match was, was going to happen. AEW? Was it going to be on New yeah. Japan? Right? And I think, I think it's totally good being in new japan a thousand percent at their biggest show at their biggest show yeah because it's it's worth that yes if you're not gonna do it there you have to do it at like all out or double or nothing or something and that's kind of a long way and and a thousand and the underlying thing on this match though too is it tells me at least that kenny is is healthy yeah that's another thing that i think is super important is that it tell it shows me that because kenny hasn't worked a singles since Mm -hmm. he came back so it's like it, it tells me a little bit that maybe he is that he is really you know he's rip roaring and ready to go and we're gonna get another you know run out of Kenny Rigo. Oh shit, he's yeah. the best wrestler in the world again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited for that. All right, let's talk Survivor Series before we can get Kyle back here on the show. He's Kyle's he's, sitting here, yeah, just listening to us. Yeah, he's. If uh, you could chime in any time. No, that's not necessary. No, okay. you sure. Come on. All right, we have we have four matches here that we don't know who's gonna win. Actually, uh, I don't know about that. I don't know who's gonna win. <laughs> I'm gonna say these names. Do you even know these people? That's a real question. Uh, yeah, let's let's get to Survivor Series though. Yeah. War Games is gonna be on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, some interesting developments that happened on SmackDown. Kevin Owens is back, which mm-hmm. is uh, an exciting, refreshing taste. Um, uh, I'm excited for the show. 
it's at least a different take on Survivor Series because this is clearly the throwaway of the core four. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, at least there's that. So true. Yeah. No traditional Survivor Series tag matches. Thank God. Now. Done. Awesome. Sold. I could not have been around in the 80s when this was all this show was, was just like six, ten, five-on-five tags. What a terrible show. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but like, what a terrible, so it's terrible, really just like the, what a terrible, it's concept. like, it's like every new Japan show. That's not like a big show yeah, It's like, it. they go like seven, 10 man tags. And then they have like one, like one-on-one match. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay. All right. Thank goodness. We got, uh, AJ Styles with a whole bunch of people yep. taking on Finn Maler with a whole, a whole bunch, bunch of people. people. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, their factions are going to be outside. Anyway, uh, AJ Styles, Finn Balor. Yeah, gonna be a great match. Yeah, no, that's I'm, all. That's what yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure. Listen, right, I'm I down. think the the rise of Finn is, is He's full swing here a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're finally starting to get him back on track, which is refreshing. So, at the end of the day, WWE's I think their number one goal right now is to establish is to reestablish guys that have been here that people are like, why are they not doing more with X? Mm-hmm. Why are they not doing more with this guy? And it can't always just be Reigns. Mm-hmm. You got to have something else here. So. I think they've done a really good job with the Judgment Day and that whole faction. Um, I wouldn't be shocked here to see AJ, though, pull away just based on the fact that Judgment Day has really been killing the OC this entire time. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't be shocked. But I also wouldn't be shocked if Finn just wins and just, like, Yeah, that's cool, everybody. too. Totally but fine with that. This one, I, I don't really know. I'll go Finn, just be different. Sure. But it's, yeah. it's close. Why not? Uh, SmackDown Women's title match. Shotzi won a uh, six-pack yep. challenge. Thingy, my bobber. It happened. Yeah. Uh, takes on Ronda Rousey. Uh, Ronda sure. Rousey wins pretty convincingly, I think. But next, sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Before we get so on on here, I, I should probably check Wikipedia because Wikipedia might be a little more accurate with these. Yeah. Um. We're going into our two War Games matches. Do you think there are going to be any other? Um. I could see a match, US title match, match potentially. Um. You know, you've got a lot of people right now. You've got you know you got Bobby Lashley, you got Mustafa Ali, you've got Seth Rollins. Um. You can even throw Riddle in that mix a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Maybe, maybe to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Um. Just kind of like as like a random just match on. The, I don't know though. I don't know mm-hmm. how long they're going to allocate. I don't know if this is only going to be a two and a half hour show like they've been doing, right? right? Where they kind of keep everything concise. Like, let's get to the point. Um, so I don't, I don't really know. Um, if I had to guess though, that would probably be one thing I wouldn't mind seeing. Yeah. Um, I also wouldn't mind seeing, you know, if they're going to finally finish up this Dexter Loomis Miz thing at some point, I wouldn't, yeah, sure. you know, there's, on there. sure. there's a couple different things I wouldn't mind seeing on this show, but at the end of the day, people are just waiting for these two matches. They're probably open and start to end the show. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get to the women's war yeah. game match. We have damage control. Bailey, Dakota Kai, Eero Sky, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley yep. taking on Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Bianca Belair, Mia Yim, and question mark. Ooh. We Is like this the where Charlotte mark. comes back? Probably. Mm, Wouldn't be shocked. Um, and then which side wins? I think damage control needs to get the win. However, I won't be shocked if... I, I was say I think the faces are gonna win, I, I, but yeah. And the only reason I I actually agree. I think Damage Control's team should win, but will win. No, I think the faces are going to because I think the Bloodline's gonna win the other one. Yes, so. and you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's why I kind of think so. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, so I think faces will win. Unfortunately, um, if Charlotte comes back though, they have the big surprise. It, it 
Yeah, it's she lending if, itself. If she does, some, yeah. if she does the thing where they did the last war games in NXT, where Kevin Owens yeah. like that mystery fourth. If she comes out as the mystery fifth, if it's her, I don't see any way she if it's her or Sasha, you go okay. That team's winning. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if it's not one of them two, then I think it's way more open. Yeah, if it's Unless, like Naomi. No offense to Naomi. Yeah. Not Naomi or just someone from like NXT that gets a call for something. It's like okay, that's not as big, yeah, so maybe it's nah, not. Yeah. But if it is one of those two, yeah. I think it's definitely. Or if, is is Becky ready? I don't know what I she's don't know doing. If she's ready or not? Because I've seen her go around doing stuff. But I don't yeah. know if she's like cleared. I guess it could be her too. But I I would digress. It's probably gonna be Charlotte. Yeah. All right, men's war game match. We got Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, and the Brawling Brutes, yep. Butch, Rich Holland, and Sheamus yep. taking on the Bloodline. Which one of those guys doesn't match up to the rest of them? Rich Holland's like, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Okay. Everyone's looking at him like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, taking on Jey Uso, Jimmy Uso, Sami Zayn, Sola Sikola, and Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um, Bloodline's definitely If win. Bloodline doesn't win, it's going to go back to my, let's have an all-star team versus the Undisputed Era. And yeah. the Undisputed Era loses. Can't stand it. They're a faction. A faction yeah. should win. Yeah. That's how it works. They have more. They, they understand. They have chemistry. They've been around yeah. each other. Now, we'll say... Ah! I, I like I will say the one thing is like the brawling brutes is a, is technically a faction. Yeah, I get they just it. like they're just working with Kevin Owens, Drew which is not like the fully right. five. Yeah, but like at least it's not like because like the NXT one that you always get. It's like it was like Rick. It was like all the champions. It was yeah. like Ricochet, Gargano, right. and like random people taking yeah, out Undisputed Era Raiders and Viking Raiders. The Raiders. And you go, okay. Yeah, you're like you're like this random group. I don't think this one's as random as a group yes. working together, but. I like it's like a strong faction versus. Now let me ask you this: So I, I got the bloodline winning here. Sure. What do we get out of this though? Is this is this going to be a no no? Because I I think something's coming. I don't know what though. Yeah. I Kevin Owens coming back is intriguing to me. Yeah. That no. that is the thing where I go: Does he turn? Does Sammy turn? Do would I be what shocked to here? see an accidental Sammy Zayn kicking Jey Uso yeah. so the, the brawling brutes win? Yeah, not shocked at all. Yeah. Like I, I do think there's a way that the bloodline can lose mm-hmm. with the with the inner turmoil that happens mm-hmm. that causes the uh, the the faces to win. Mm-hmm. Um, Is there any situation where you see them try to have Roman take a pinfall here to set up? A rumble match against a Kevin Owens or a Sheamus or somebody like that to kind. Of, I I only don't say yeah. Drew just because they just did it. Yeah. But I don't know where Roman goes. I would be shocked. I, I would be shocked if Sheamus. That's what I'm saying because Sheamus is really popular right yeah. now, coming off a great feud with Gunther. With, right. Like I would be shocked if Sheamus gets like that big energy right. and like gets that. Right. So like I don't know if he'd pin, pin Roman, but maybe if he wins, the, wins match, the match for them, pins. Yeah. Jey Uso off a of Sammy mistake mm-hmm. and then she was like hey I won the match for us so like I get right. this match and Roman's right. like well you didn't beat me okay then let's yeah, have a match yeah. like I could see something like that where mm-hmm. Sheamus gets the win for his team yeah. because of inner turmoil and then which also leads to a Reigns Sheamus yeah. Royal Rumble match because yeah. you also have to find a way to get Roman into a Royal Rumble match yeah because like right now because like, right the there's no one else yeah, really going to challenge him right now and um, I, don't, I don't really want to see Kevin Owens do it because he's did it like a hundred times before. Yeah, no, and yeah. Drew McIntyre just did it. Mm-hmm. So I think Sheamus would be the perfect yeah. guy for this. Guy. Yeah, yeah, in between for sure. guy for this one. Um, and I think it'd be a good match. So yeah, sure. I mean, I still think Bloodline wins. Yeah. I'll take Sheamus winning the match, like pitting yeah. Jey Uso okay. just for the sense that they could set something up. Sure. And you could do it with a Sammy or Jey Uso 
messing yeah. up something. I just feel like something has to come out of this match outside of just the Bloodline winning clean. Yeah. And the, I mean, clean in war games. You know, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, where the war, you know, Bloodline just wins, and then you're like, okay, now mm-hmm. what? Like what do you go? Where do you go from there? Right. So I mm-hmm. think that's the that's the kind of the question here is where do we go from here? Because I don't really know. Like that's that's yeah. that's what I'm trying to figure it out here. I'm ex- this war games. I think she has really good potential to be really good though. That this yeah. match in particular. Yeah, I'm I'm not openly excited to watch this just because I think war games. The whole show in general is is going to be meh. Yeah. I think this match, I think, is going to be better than people expect. Yeah, I just think, like, like, like we went to the Blood and Guts AEW show, so I think it helped being in person a little bit. Yeah. But like, just watching War Games on TV, yeah. it's like the first, like, 25 minutes is just slow kind of slow and yeah. boring. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the last, like, 10, 15, usually yeah. stuff happens interesting. But, like, it yeah. takes a really long if time. Roman's going to be the last entrant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, I wonder who's coming in last. Like, I don't know. I wonder who's going in first, Sammy. Yeah, They're all just going to go. Yeah, exactly. The one that's not in the family. Actually, it might be Jay, you know, too. Like, and the Sammy's like, you got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, you're not very oosy today, so yeah. I'll, you could get this one. I'm, that's that's your Christmas present right there, getting an oosy shirt. Okay. But, uh, um, no, uh, yeah, I think this match will be fine. I think it'll be put this way. I think it'll be a better Survivor Series show than we've had in years past, just for the sure. simple fact that there's people on the show that I care about. Yeah, sure. Let's go that route. All right, cool. Still the worst of the core four by a long shot. Yeah. Do you think SummerSlam's number three? You think Royal Rumble's three? Out of the four. <laughs> WrestleMania, Rumble, SummerSlam. And then Survivor Series. Which, which one, one do you have? Which one do you have at number three and two? Because uh, Rumble's fun depending on the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would say SummerSlam is more consistent. Yeah. But, like, top tier Rumble. Yeah. Like, I Drew McIntyre winning the Rumble. I think it's, like, untouched. God, that was great. Yeah. Like, if Worst you... day to best day in a matter of about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brock's just killing everybody. Drew eliminates him. Yeah. Edge is back. Oh yeah. But you, yeah, you could, like, pinpoint some, like, really good Rumbles. Oh, yeah. Like, you'd be like, oh, yeah. When, when Cena came out at 30 in, like, 2008, you're like, ah, oh, that when was Shinsuke awesome. When Shinsuke won it. Shinsuke won it. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Like, oh. Like, there's some, like, really good rumbles, but then you're like, oh, 2013 rumble, where, like, it's just Cena and Ryback, and you go, yeah, that sucks. After, yeah, before Rock Punk, and you go, I wonder who's winning the title now. (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, so I I would say, I would say, generally, I enjoy the anticipation before Rumble more than SummerSlam. Yeah, but I think the show... But the show itself... Yeah. Well, okay, if you could only, not knowing really what's going to happen, like, would you rather skip Rumble or skip SummerSlam? So tough and that's a tough one. Yeah, because you're like, man, the Rumble winner. That's we're going to Mania now. Like that's the yeah, road. Like right? you like, get a big really thing where like the kickoff. Yeah. So I don't know. It's so, it's, it's so fun. It goes back and forth depending. Yeah. But... Survivor Series isn't even fourth. It's like twelfth, but it's fine. Like, yeah. It's, there are other pay per views I prefer to watch. Oh, over absolutely, absolutely. I would much rather like when they used to do the TLC shows. Yeah. Like I would rather watch that. in December. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it's something different. Or like Night of Champions. Night of Champions. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Money in the Bank. Yeah, actually, once in a while, probably Money in the Bank too, just because of the stakes that are implied. Yeah. Survivor Series is just nothing to care about. Oh, SmackDown won, beat Raw. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? It's like when they did uh, bragging rights. Hey, let's do two <laughs> Survivor Series at the same time. Yeah, oh, back to back months. Yeah, just kill me. It's fine. All right, let's just focus here. We've t- we've killed Kyle enough with the wrestling talk. No, he's um, been doing some deep dive research over here, figuring out how he's going to explain to us how Michigan basketball is better than Michigan State basketball. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. And speaking uh, of which, let's talk about that. Right, um, you know, Michigan State coming out. 
hot. Tom Izzo's got them boys playing. Um, Michigan basketball, they're doing all right. So, Kyle, let me let me ask you here first, right, of, of all your vast Michigan athletics knowledge mm. that you have. Yep. Um, talk to me. We asked this question last week, and, you know, me and Mike kind of just glazed over it because it's hard, right? We're, we're not very far into the season. Give me your thoughts on Michigan basketball, where you think they're at. What's the ceiling for them? Are they a Sweet 16 team? Are they not even make the tournament team? Where Where do you have them? Just, I mean, we're going to revisit this topic so many times throughout the year, but just right now, initial impressions, starting out okay, big loss to Arizona State, everyone's freaking out. Where, where are you at here with, with Jawan Howard's squad? Um, I mean, I haven't watched too much of the basketball games, you know, as you, as you talked about earlier, Rob, uh, yeah. you know, they don't seem to be very important, but I, I've watched a little <laughs> bit, and what, and what, I, and what I've kind of yeah. noticed is that they, um, I don't know how to say this, but they don't play the best defense. Um, the yeah. Jalen Llewellyn, uh, their transfer point guard, he hasn't looked the greatest. And I, th- I, th- I think Can we just not recruit point guards. Is that like yeah, a thing? Like, yeah. I, don't know. I don't know. But transfer guys yeah. for years. But I think I think what the, the problem they have is is that they they <clears throat> go like minutes without getting Hunter the ball. Yeah. And then they kind of get in these droughts where mm-hmm. where if they're not getting Hunter these touches, then they can't spread the floor out. And mm-hmm. Jet Howard, he's he's a great. You're right. Yeah. Okay. 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 He's okay. a great. Yeah. Mike just lost his. Mike just lost his mind. Oh He's boy. Losing his mind. Okay. Do we need to pivot for a second? No. It's, no. Keep going. Okay. 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 But yeah, J- I, I've I've always called for like I've always loved when Michigan had just a dude who who was able just to get, to put up shots, <clears throat> kind of like an Iggy Brasdakis type guy. Yeah, for sure. And and Jed Howard is that guy. I mean, he's a freshman, so defense is questionable sometimes, and the shot selection is sometimes questionable, but. <clears throat> They got Jet, but other than that, the point guard play is very questionable, and you don't have a lot of depth there. You have um, the freshman. Um, I forgot who the freshman point guard is. We know who he is. <laughs> the, no, the small guy. I forgot what his name. Doug McDaniel. They've Doug McDaniel, but after that, they don't have any guards. So if, if Jalen Llewellyn gets hurt, Doug McDaniel gets hurt, who do you play? I, at point, I don't know. So I mean, they got stuff to figure out. I have confidence in Juwan that he'll be able to fix the defensive part. I feel like as long as they are getting Hunter his touches, then they'll improve mm-hmm. at least by the time they get to MSU. Yikes. Um, yeah. Sorry, we just got some news. Not relating to sports at all. <laughs> Literally nothing, so, so I can't say um, it. But, <laughs> but yeah, like, um, so, yeah, that's an interesting thing. So here's the thing, though, about Michigan basketball, though, is um, for me, right, it's, it's difficult for me to project because I do feel like Michigan teams under Jawan – get better throughout the year they're very i feel like they're very beeline-esque in Mm -hmm. that in that kind of aspect of it mike you've been really kind of focused in on the first couple weeks of of college basketball you like the high-ranking matchups the states and gonzagas and all that stuff but like give me your you know give me your thoughts on michigan before we get to izzo's squad because izzo's playing out of his mind they're playing out of their mind right now talk me a little bit about what you're seeing out of juan's team because i feel like they don't have that secondary guy besides hunter dickinson who's Mm -hmm. an established like okay He's the next guy we can go to. Yeah, no, I, I, they don't have it yet. Yeah, but I think we talked about. I mean, yeah, we're all, five games in. Yeah, like yeah. every year we always talk about like they need to find that guy, yeah. and then eventually they find that guy. It's not, not Brandon Johns, thank God. It's not Brandon Johns. Yeah, it might he, be Terrence Williams, but it's yeah. not Brandon Johns. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm not. I'm with Kyle. I'm not worried yet. I mean, people are comparing this team to like that 2018 Michigan mm-hmm. team or whatever it was, where it was like. Early on, they struggled a lot, yeah. and they were like winning, and some they would blow some games that right. they shouldn't win. Right. Um, 
Well, and even it was, last year they lost to Seton Hall, and everyone was freaking out. Everyone's freaking yeah. out, but yeah. it's like I think I think Michigan buckles down. They'll be fine. Yeah. They'll make the tourney. Um, how far are we going in the tourney? I mm-hmm. think depends on matchups at that point, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think that this team is worth a tournament spot, and I think um, outside Hunter, they really need to find that secondary guy next to Hunter yeah. Dickinson. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk. Let's Who talk. Could be? Is, let's get, yeah, let's, let's give talk. it to Kobe Buffkin because I know his brother. Sure. Let's talk Izzo and the Spartans here. Um, Talk about a team that's coming, you know, coming on strong here, right? Get a big win um, over Villanova. Um, they got Gonzaga soon, right? They they play Gonzaga. Oh, they just play Gonzaga. Okay. They, they lost. Okay, so Michigan State. Yeah. Uh, they lost to Gonzaga by one, sixty-four, sixty-three. Beat Kentucky, eighty-six, seventy-seven, in double overtime. Nice. Then they beat Villanova by two yep. on this past Friday. On Thursday. They play Alabama, and then um, the, uh, November 30th, they play Notre Dame. So that's their schedule coming nice, up. Nice, nice, nice. No, it's for sure. And, they, and then they play, like, Oakland and Brown, and then yeah. they get their Big Ten schedule going. Right, so. right, for sure. Talk to me a little bit about this about this Izzo squad, because every year they, they always have a tough beginning of the year, right? And they always come out 3-2 and two or whatever, and they're like, okay. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of really start to fall into their own here. They're, they're playing really good basketball right now. And I don't necessarily know if the expectations were there. Last couple of years have been kind of up and down for Michigan State on mm-hmm. terms of basketball. Um, but Tom Izzo, man, just keeps doing his Tom Izzo things. Talk to me a little bit about what you're seeing out of the Spartans and why they've had such early success. Because, quite frankly, I don't think anybody saw it coming right yeah. off the bat. Yeah, I, I really think it's, one, it's really Tom Izzo drawing up some just just awesome plays. Yeah. <laughs> they had they had that great inbound play yeah. against Kentucky yeah. where um, the one guy ran back out of bounds. He threw it to that guy. The out of bound the original passer ran up the court yeah. and the Kentucky dude was like, Oh, I'm supposed to go guard him and they got like an easy run up <laughs> layup to like tie the game. That's and it's one of those where it was just like such a creative play. Yeah. That like and no one really runs it where it's right. like like Kentucky had no idea how to guard against it. Right. Um but they really when we talk about how Michigan's like Hunter Dickinson after that, you're kind of like, I don't really know where they're going to go. Yeah. Um, this team has, it's like every game so far, it's been someone else. Yeah. So, like, they play Villanova. Tyson Walker, their guard, goes for 22. 22 right. and 5, right? right. Then, yeah. like, the next – or the game before that, they play Kentucky. And um, their forward, Joey Hauser, goes for 30 or whatever it was – or 25 or whatever it was. Um Every single game, they're getting a contribution from, like, someone different. And I think it's just very impressive that they're not super reliant on, like, that one, like, mm-hmm. guard that they had, like, two years right. ago. What, what, Winston? Winston yeah, James, James, not James. Uh, oh, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, Cassius Winston. Yeah, Cassius Winston. Like, they were just, like, wait. No. Yeah, they were just dying on, like, if he doesn't have 25 points, they're going to lose. Yeah. I think this year they really can go, like, seven or eight deep and really find contributions for a whole different a whole lot of different people, yeah. and I think that's what's going to make them a lot more dangerous than what I anticipated. Yeah. Because I didn't really see going in that guy, right? And so that's why I was like, Michigan's a lot easier because it's like, okay, they just run through Hunter Dickinson, right? Like you have that he's guy, he's the established he's, guy. He's the established guy. Right. I didn't think Michigan State really had that established guy. It just turns out they have like three, four, five really good mm-hmm. rotational guys, mm-hmm. and sometimes that might be even better than just having like one Zion Williamson. You have like three or four really good players absolutely. to, like, subsequent that. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's just focus here a little bit. Let's talk football. Uh, before we get to Michigan-Ohio State, we got to talk about this Michigan State debacle. I'm sorry. Um, 
I am not one to kick a man when he's down, but this needs to be addressed at least because if this happened in Michigan, people would have pitchforks. Um, okay, so Michigan State played Indiana at home. They were in Michigan State. Okay. They had a 17-point lead at half and proceeded to lose in double overtime to an Indiana team that threw, wait for it, seven passes all game in a double overtime game, completed two of seven passing for 35 yards, I think, um, and still lost. Talk to me, Kyle, about what the hell just happened. Because I'm not a Michigan State guy. You're not a Michigan State guy. Mike's not either. But I don't think anybody wants to see that either. What the hell? Because this is this that's rough. That is a rough go. That is a failure in, in multiple different phases. Yeah. So as a Michigan fan, it's easy to overlook special teams, especially when <laughs> yeah. you have a really good coordinator and yeah. you're really good kicker. Our, our special teams are really good. Yeah. And if you look at the complete other end of that, you have Michigan State. They have good they Lord. had I'm uh, pretty sure multiple missed field goals. Two must field. I think they allowed a total of like 200 yards on special teams. Yeah, they had they allowed a kick return for a touchdown. Yeah, right. And and when you, and that something like that, even if it's a you know a game that nobody cares about right. against Indiana, it's still special team performance like that does not look good. So well, here's the thing. Let's put that in perspective, right? You're a five win state team going. You're playing Indiana to get to six mm-hmm. before you go to Penn State. Right for your big game at the end of the year, you're trying to get bowl eligible still. Right now, you're coming off of two big wins. Right, you have a good win against Wisconsin. And I think they beat who they beat are uh, they beat uh, Illinois. Right, you got a win over Rutgers. Like you're you're kind of starting to stack some stuff up after the Michigan debacle, and it felt like Mel Tucker kind of righted the ship a little bit, and then you see the bottom completely drop out, and you lose to a bad Indiana team who's two and seven in conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so this, I mean, the Michigan, Michigan's, Michigan State's offense, it honestly looked pretty good, especially the first yeah, half. They looked, yeah. they looked pretty good. Their defense played good at times, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> it's just the special teams, you know. It's just yeah. And listen, I I know we keep bringing this up, and I I find it funny that some people are like, I don't know why we talk about Mel Tucker's contract so much when Jimbo Fisher is completely decimating Texas A&M. Listen, if we were in the SEC, I would talk a lot more about Jimbo Fisher and his crappy ass contract but we're not we're in the big 10 so i'm going to talk about the other guy who's getting the sixth highest paid coach in america and you're going to have a five win season um it is interesting to me and listen i didn't come into the season thinking michigan state was going to win the big 10 clearly however this is bad this is not good i I, the expectation has to be different than this i i don't if you were a michigan state fan what is your reaction going to penn state next week and on this season, is it simply, well, it's a rebuild year. Last year was a fantasy. This is the reality of where the program is at. And we need to give him more time. Or are you in the, what the hell is going on? There needs to be some drastic changes. And I'm not calling for Mel Tucker to be fired, but clearly some sort of coordinator has to be gone, right? Special teams, defense, offense, at every point in the season, you can say at one point, the defense was the problem. You could say the offense was a problem. And now this game is the special teams game where they couldn't stop anybody on special teams. If you're Mel Tucker, cause you're not getting fired. You got too much money invested in you at this point. What are you doing? What are you, are you making changes? Is there, are you going to bring in a couple different new coordinators? What are your thoughts on that? Cause you got to do something different. I don't care what your recruiting class looks like 200 yards on, you know, kick returns ain't going to work. Yeah. 
I think most Michigan State fans are either on the 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 one extreme of this is you know this is awful like what's yeah. happening, and then you got the other guys who are like you know Kenneth Walker was the dream right? Yeah, it was a fantasy year, and and the reality is it's going to take a few years you know for Mel Tucker to get you know his yeah. recruits and not a bunch of transfers every year. Right, right. And but I yeah I agree I think someone has to go just just to see <laughs> yeah. just so if because you bring back everybody. Then it's just like what, what what's different? Yeah, it's like yeah. you're you're banking on freshmen next year. Yep. But yep. I think at least a, a coordinator. Yeah. I I just I can't believe that, and I was I was shocked. I did not watch the game live. I had to go back and look at Overbridge because I was watching Michigan struggle for the lives against Illinois. But I was just I was just stunned by that. Let Let's talk Michigan Illinois just briefly before we get to the main event here. Um. Thoughts on J.J. McCarthy in this game in particular? I'm not going to go full season just yet, but thoughts on J.J. Technically, come from behind win. They had to do it with his arm when it mattered most because they couldn't run the ball. Blake Corum goes out in the first half. Mm -hmm. Thoughts on J.J. and his performance and them squeaking out a win at home on senior day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this game was kind of a culmination of what the whole season has been when they've tried to throw. There's been been a lot of... JJ made an incredible throw and his receiver just Drop dropped it. it. Yeah. There was a lot of he put absolutely no touch on it yep. and the ball flies over someone's head. Yep. And and when and watching that game there was a lot of me going like wow that was that was actually a really good play. Like yep. like the the one where it, um where he fumbled. I mean, yep. you could say that yep. should fumble, but what he to pick it up, yep. run Rolls on out, the run, makes a nice throw. On yep. third and eight. Yep. But <clears throat> a lot of it is like if there were at least there was two plays where he throws like a thirty yard beautiful throw like right behind, right past the corner, yeah. in between the safety and the corner in the end zone and the wide receivers drop it both times. Yeah, and well, the Andrew Anthony one especially yeah. that was a beautiful yeah. throw and completely like just get and now granted they thought it was a free play. Yeah, so all still, those things considered, catch. catch the damn ball. Yeah. It's in your hands. So yeah, agreed. and and so at this point you gotta hope Donovan Edwards Donovan Edwards is back for next week just. For catching yeah. the ball, no shit. Because your wide receivers aren't helping you, but yeah, I think a lot of it he needs to put touch on the ball. There's a lot of throws that he has where he just throws. It's the first game all year that he's actually had to show I got to carry the team. Yeah, because offensive line was not apparently the offensive line. Blake Corum's not back there. Oh, we're not blocking this dude. Yeah, because whoever that other guy is, Dash or Gash or whatever the hell his name is, hard pass on that guy. Yeah. Um, Stokes was in and out of the lineup for whatever reason. I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't think play calling helped JJ a ton either in this game. I'll, I'll go back to the third and four when they needed to convert before they kicked a field goal to go down 17-16. And they run it up the middle and get stuffed. And now it's fourth and four, and now they have to make a play. That was a bit scary. Um, I think Illinois kind of dropped the ball a little bit in this game. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Mike, do you have thoughts on just the Illinois-Michigan debacle before we get to the main event here? Yeah, I mean, I think I think everyone's kind of just like over. I think by – so I'll start with like – my biggest problem with JJ at quarterback that I didn't have with Cade because, like, I think the idea of having the athletic quarterback is fun mm-hmm. until you realize that he's a run first, pass second kind of guy. And yeah, there was a couple that, times where he took off. I was like, dude, it's third and nine. No, and that's what yeah, I mean. Right. Is yeah. is like almost the benefit of having a Cade McNamara yeah. is he can't he knows he's not going to get that nine yards. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I have to make this read and I have to throw the ball because I'm not going to run for that. JJ's like, I might be able to run for this, yeah. and then gets four yards, and now it's fourth and five, and you go, of course. Yeah. 
But so back to and then JJ throwing the ball. I do think he do, he does need a little more touch on some of his throws. I just don't think his receivers give him much help at all. Like I think everyone tries to like shit out and be like, wow, his completion percentage is low. Blah 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 blah. And I go, yeah, but like when he throws a beautiful bomb to Andrew Anthony, where everyone in the world is like, why doesn't Andrew Anthony play more? Yeah, clearly that's there, why. There we go. Like yeah. he he drops a pretty nice ball in the end zone, or like to his tight. Like he was working with a third string tight end, a oh, yeah. freshman tight end, where they were like, oh, they really like this guy. Do you not think more he's than Eric Hall? Do you think he's regressed? I think he's regressed. Mm-mm. I don't. I don't I think. think I don't. I don't think that right now. I don't think he's progressed. I don't think. Yeah, and I think. But I don't think he's regressed. I don't think that right now. I don't think he's reading the defense very well. And I think a perfect kind of microcosm of that is in the fourth, they're driving. He It's the play where the running back drops an easy pass right in his hands. If you just look up, the tight end is wide-ass open in the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. And he just is not even looking. And I do think right now he is in a situation where if his first read is not open, it's a bit scary. Uh, you could tell a lot of times I felt like especially once Corum went down and they kind of started to move the ball a little bit. It was very much, okay, we got to run some crossing routes, some shallow stuff to the tight end. They hit a couple of those where it was like, he was waiting. I'm just going to wait for that tight end. Waiting for that tight end. Clear. Hope to God they don't go with him. And he wasn't looking anywhere else. I am very concerned that he is not developed in the way that we hoped would to match his athletic ability to the mental side. And I think this game was a... We talked about this before when he when he first got the job, Mike, where you said, and I think you summed it up perfectly, J.J. McCarthy probably gives you a better chance to beat Ohio State than Cade McNamara does. But he also has a higher risk of losing a game like this to Illinois when he tries to do too much or it's things just he's got to make the play. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it didn't seem like he was able to do that yeah. where Cade would have had that game more, more steady and we would have just went to a 30 to 25 win and no one would have cared and yep. we would have been and fine. That, and that's, that's my exact point yep. is this yep. game is literally that microcosm yep. of if, if Cade was playing in this or yep. a more of a pocket passer was mm-hmm. playing in this, yeah. it's probably 27, yeah. 17. Mm-hmm. And we just coast and you just kind of coast. Yeah. It's not like a dominant one, but you coast mm-hmm. JJ takes some chances, mm-hmm. runs a little too much and kind of makes the game a lot closer than what it should be. A lot harder than it needs to yes. be. Yeah. But you still come out you come out with the same result. It just looks a lot different right. than how Cade would have all right, handled let's, that. All right, let's let's enough 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 messing around here. Let's let's yeah. talk about it. All right, Michigan, Ohio State in Columbus next week. It's time. We've been talking about it all year. First time Michigan's been 11-0 since 2006, which is insane. Were you even born in 2006, Kyle? Oh, God. Yeah, I was. What were you, two? I was uh, four. Four? Yeah. That's disgusting. Um, but anyway, um, let's – I mean, let's let's just get to it. I, I think we can both go into – I think we can both – we all three of us can go into this game and say Ohio State does not look unbeatable. I would put that out there. Um, but – I just – maybe it's the cynical Michigan fan in me, and Mike is nodding his head aggressively. Um, I just don't have the feeling that Michigan's going to be able to pull it out just based off – and I think yesterday's putting a lot of emphasis on that for me. I don't think I was going to pick them to win regardless just because I just – I don't know. It's just hard for me to think that they're going to go into into Columbus and win. Um, I'm very afraid of this game because I think Ohio State's just going to unleash an animal that Michigan goes – what the hell just happened? And I am 
petrified of this game, and I don't have Michigan winning this football game. Kyle? <laughs> All right, so I got three keys. Okay. If Michigan wants three to win, keys. Three, keys, three, three keys to victory. There we go. Oh, he's got, I keys. got keys. He's got I jingle mean, jingles up in here. It's the game, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> so we do. So the three keys. First key is, is the offensive line. This last Illinois game shows you why Blake Horm is so important. Like, everybody's always calling for the pass game, but when Blake Horm is getting the ball on first and ten, it's guaranteed five, six yards every time. Yeah. He's, no matter what. Yeah. And so when you don't have Blake Corum, shit, even Donovan Edwards is averaging six yards a carry right yeah, now. Yeah, but when you don't, when you don't have Blake Corum giving you five yards every every first down, then you, and then you got to throw it on first down, you throw incomplete. You're oh, you're going to be way farther behind the sticks, as we saw in the second yeah. half of the Illinois game. Is when you're behind the sticks. Yeah, their offense is nowhere. I near will add position. to that before Mikey jump in for a second. There, I do think in this game in particular, as as much as I was very upset with the way JJ played, their play calling in the second half, that whole third quarter was atrocious mm-hmm. they cannot continue to go no we're still going to run the ball you don't have the best running back in america anymore on your backfield you've got the fourth stringer back there and you're running in on first and second down and expecting him to make a play on third and 11 mm-hmm. that's not a good situation to put your sophomore quarterback in i'm sorry yeah. it's just not i'll let you I'll yeah no, no no and that, yeah. that was that was kind of the point yeah. i was going to make yeah. is to kyle's first point right and your, your point there mm-hmm. was um I, I, I will say openly that I do think Michigan wins this game, okay. whether it's by three, by seven, whatever it is. I, I, I do, don't care if it's by the Antichrist showing up. Whatever yeah, needs I, don't, to I don't care what it is. I think they win. <laughs> However, and I was telling us, we, we yeah. saw the AW show with Josh. I was yes. talking to Josh about this. Mm-hmm. If, if, it, not, if it is announced that Blake Quorum does not play, totally change it. Like, yeah. we, we, this is not even a discussion. I don't think they have any yeah. shot at winning. Okay. Blake Quorum <laughs> gives them the shot to win, I okay. think. So okay. that, that is, what that's, if, what that's if, a caveat. What if it's a 50-50 ish split between Quorum and Donovan Edwards. Say Donovan Edwards. No, and back. I'm I'm like yeah. I'm cool as long as Blake Quorum gets carries 20 carries. I think they have a good shot at it. Like how say cuz he gets 4 or 5 yards every carry. Do we know what the status is on him? I know he tried to come back. He did so a little bit said, of warm up so and he, he, and he said, didn't look I, good. He so did the one carry. So from what half. Harbaugh said was yeah. he had no structural damage. Okay. And just a pain it was yeah, he said he was hurting a little bit and so they didn't want to put him back out there to re-injure it in that Makes same sense. game. Right. I, so I, I do think yeah. going in now we're doing this 6 days before this game happens. Right. So anything can happen. Yeah. I do think he will play cuz they said that he could have went back in mm-hmm. if if like need be, but they were like we we're just going to for precautionary didn't put him back in yeah. uh, which is why he only did the one carry um, I do think he will play and I think if Donovan Edwards plays it raises that percentage for and me. Let me I'll be very clear I think Donovan Edwards plays in the Illinois game I don't think the game's close because I still think the running game I still is think still it's like a 10 point game yeah yes, I think, I think it's still rolling yes. so, so to Kyle's first point if Blake Horn yes. plays I think that's a big key okay alright next key All for right. you Kyle key number two is the defensive line specifically the pass rush no pass rush yesterday I by know. the way Abysmal. Yeah. What, I don't understand this whole rush three thing, though, that they were doing in the second half. I don't get that at all. Know, they're like, we don't have Mike Morris, so we're just going to put three D lines. And also, can there. we cover an out route? How many first down out routes did Illinois get yesterday? At least five. I don't know. but Six yards. But as we, as we saw last year, yeah. CJ Shroud, he's not good when he's pressured at all. <laughs> I thought you were going to start at not good. And I was, no, I was like, all right, that's, there's that take. <laughs> I mean, he has a lot of touchdowns for me to say he's not good. But when he's pressured, he's – not good. I mean, he's gonna throw it up. You know, we're gonna as we saw last year, as we see this yeah. year, he's gonna throw it up, and his receivers are gonna make some catches. You're like, yeah. no, no one should make that catch. Yeah. But if 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 Michigan can pressure him somehow with their stunts, they do like those things. This last game, they did a lot of just like straight up rushes, Bull no rush. stunts. They didn't they, do anything. 
So I don't know what. You well, know. because they were trying to stop the run. Illinois yeah. doesn't throw the ball yeah, all that well. Yeah. They played a mirror match at themselves in a lot of ways. Yeah. Illinois likes to run the football. They like to control the tempo. That's what they were doing in that big win streak of theirs. It's when they had to throw is when you go. Ugh. Yeah. Because who the hell is Devito? Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know. He'll yeah. be playing in the USFL next year. <laughs> Actually, no XFL. Now he doesn't even get USFL time. And so if they can get. If they can get him, if they can get into that backfield, Next week. get him running, Next then week. I like our chances a hell of a lot more. Yeah. If we can get in the backfield, will that happen? There's not a lot that I've seen this year that is giving me confidence. Because now, now let me let me counteract that just for a second because I I agree with you in the sense they don't have the star power they had last year. I will say this though, their depth is much better this year defensively. And here's. I don't want to steal your thunder here, but the only reason why I'm not super confident in Michigan winning this game is I don't think they're, that the defense the defense is going to try to play out of their mind. They're not going to be able to hold them out forever. And I don't think Michigan's offense, with a banged-up quorum, whether he plays or not, is going to be able to keep up with the big playability of OSU. I don't think OSU is going to go on a 12-play, 7-minute Michigan football drive, right, where they're just going to bleed the clock and go score. But do I think they're going to score in three plays on a 60-yard bomb to Marvin Harrison Jr. because we mess up a coverage? Yep, sure as shit do. And I think those are the plays where I go, you don't have that. You don't have that. You have not shown that ability outside of playing Hawaii to show me big playability in your pass game to keep up with what they yeah. with what they're doing, and I will say, go so playing Illinois and playing Ohio State are two. Are literally, oh yeah, they're yes. literally flipped yes. in their ideology Agreed. of like you're trying to stop the run, which is why you're not showing a whole bunch yes. in the D line. Don't disagree at all. And I think when you play Ohio State, it's going to be four guys. We got to get stunt galore. You have to get to him, or he will sit back there and pick and you apart. Pick you apart. So I do think that the fundamental change will happen on defense when mm-hmm. you do see more of a. Yes. Uh, yes. An assess- because yeah. here's the thing. Ohio State just can't run the ball. No. Like, Maryland. Trayvon Henderson's banged up, and you yeah. can tell. But, like, but like even against, like, Maryland, where they don't have the best front four or anything, it's no. like they just can't mm-hmm. do stuff. It's, no. it, they just can't move people. No. It's, so, I do I do think Michigan has a – not an advantage necessarily, but I do think with the depth they have yep. in the cold weather, yep. I do think they can kind of keep up. Yeah. Which is why I don't think it's necessarily like a disadvantage. Really. Okay, keep going, Kyle. Though I'm with you though. The, the D line is is difficult to project, right? Because you don't have that stud, right? Like even Morris, it's like okay, he's not a he's not the second pick in the draft. Let's put it that way, right? He's not that guy. Okay, so I'm with you there so far. Go, go ahead in your third point. And uh, for the third point, um, in the Ohio State game last year, no matter what you think of Cade McNamara, he made the throw. When you guys needed, he made there was I think there was four throws of thirty plus yards, mm-hmm. like when Cornelius Johnson had to step on the guy, mm-hmm. he made that perfect pass. Right, and that's how they that's mainly how they got touchdowns except for field goals. They were yep. making the like the flea flickers, and so I think JJ there's going to be a, like four or five plays in this game where you're going to need JJ to make the throw, mm-hmm. like to change the game, and I think that could that could cause right. a win or a loss. I mean, right. It could be field goals or touchdowns. Okay. And so I think it's gonna there's gonna be a few times where JJ is just gonna need to make the throw yep. to to win. To the make game. the to so, make the game. All right, yeah. so give me your prediction here and I'm gonna go to Mike here after that. Give me your thoughts. I mean, if you had to do it right now, I mean I'll let you even pick it twice, if depending on if Quorum plays or not, because I do think that's fair. I mean, he's our best player. It would be kind of nice to know if he's playing or not. So if he's playing, what do you got? If he's not playing, what do you got? I'm 
well, if he's playing, I think he's going to be pretty. He's going to be banged up. I mean, last year he was banged up when he's playing. He wasn't 100 percent last year, but I mean, no one really is. Well, Hassan Haskins yeah. just went. Yeah. I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but if he's going to play and yeah. you have Donovan Edwards back, which you should, and you should have Trevor Keegan back. Is I like, Shoemaker going to be back next week? I think so. He dressed. Okay. This week. Good. Good. I know Eric Hall's out for the year, but yeah. Shoemaker's really coming to his own. Yeah, they're missing a lot of people this week, but yeah. Um, if they're all playing and Corum is relatively good to go, yeah. then I like let, let me say Corum's at like eighty five percent. Yeah. Yeah. If, okay. if, if Corum's at eighty five percent, then I'll 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 take Michigan by like three. All right. All right. If they don't have Corum. They don't or have, if Corum is at fifty percent. Sixty percent. Where he's playing, he gets they do the DeAndre Swift thing. He gets like nine, ten carries. Yeah. Limited. Yeah. Um if he doesn't play, I'm gonna I, I just can't see them winning. I think just Ohio State's just going to overmatch, and Michigan's not going to be able to s- sustain drives. Cause that's one thing he's so good at is getting those five yards when you need it and being able Staying to Staying ahead of the sticks yeah. is definitely part of the plan for Michigan. It's yeah. how do we get into third and two. Yeah. That's how we <laughs> yeah, – You don't want to be here. throwing on second to ten, third and ten. No, yeah, absolutely. Because that's where yes. you kind of find yourself down. I agree down a thousand percent with that, yep. Fourteen. Okay. All right, so you got Ohio State winning um, by – you said by fourteen? No. Well, oh, okay. What do you got Ohio State? If, if Quorum is at 50 – if Quorum is not – effective let's put it that way like he's not used effectively or he doesn't get a ton of carries what, i say they win there? by no actually yeah, i say they win by 14 two scores ohio state okay yeah. all right go ahead mike what, what are your what are you looking for in this game you've got you've got michigan winning assuming quorum plays right yes. um what why why do you think that what are you so confident about in this michigan squad that you've seen mm-hmm. that makes you think they're going to go into columbus mm-hmm. and get the win well so just like uh they are on the road that's a tough yeah, that's a tough so place. just like I look at a team like the 49ers, mm-hmm. for example, yep. and, and, and uh, the pros. When you have a very good run game, mm-hmm. it travels. Absolutely. So, like, it, I, I, this would be different, and I feel like it might be different next year, even though they'll be home next year because mm-hmm. it flips every year. If But if they were going into this, like, how Ohio State normally is, mm-hmm. where it's like they rely on an air raid, yeah. they don't have much of a run game, I would feel a little bit different about it. Okay. But because their whole thing is we like to ground and pound you, mm-hmm. that travels. Even if you go on the road, if you can't, if you don't, if you yeah. can't, communicate very much it's hey you're running straight up the gut right right get stop four it. yards stop it yeah basically and i don't have a lot of faith in the ohio state front seven mm-hmm. that they've shown because when they play teams like um i mean even michigan state really but they yeah. played a couple games this year well iowa, North, I think, northwestern I think iowa, iowa yep. all these games penn state where they were just running 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 and it was like we can't can't do a lot mm-hmm. and then eventually they get to the point where they can slow you down yeah and then Hit that's when kind of honestly kind of starts taking over yep. the thing is i don't think michigan's going to get to that point where they just get stuffed on three straight run plays mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i think they're always going to be getting something and i think that travels well like i said so yeah. i think offensively that's kind of the game point i do think jj will make at least a couple a couple throws that he needs to the problem with jj is again he makes the throws normally it's just does the receiver catch them? Yeah, that's my biggest problem. Yeah. Like if yesterday, if he, if Kyle talks about the two pays, the one to Andrew Anthony and the one in between the safety yes. and the corner, if he, if the guy just catches both of those, right, the game's wide open. They're 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 up by I ten. Agree. Like we've been talking about. Like yeah. it's, it's only close because it's fourth and three. He drops a touchdown pass. So yeah. outside of the one where 
he misses the tight end who's white. Yeah, so that but was but it was also it's you know, it's, a, it's like also third and three, and he checks yeah. it down to get a first down to keep the drive alive. No, you no, know no I, mean? I was like, talking about the play after that when he has the tight end wide open and he he throws it to the tight end and he just missed him. Like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, like yeah. where he just like eh, I'm like oh god, yeah. gotta make the throw. But I I agree with you. I think if if people help him, he looks better, and I yes. think if he helped himself a little bit more, I think we're not as concerned. Um, yeah, I'm I'll, just, I'll you, yeah, I, I'm just not nearly as concerned about the offense as like other people are. Yeah. Uh, if I were, if I would be concerned about something, it'd be more of the defensive side. Yeah. Um, I think the defense side, just like last year, is just slow them down. Yeah. You're not gonna stop them. They're nope. gonna score 28. Yep. It's just, can you slow them down to make sure that they don't score 28 in the first quarter? Well, I think I think the offense really needs to help you know the defense. I mean? like, no, I think the offense needs to help the defense. And what they've done, and the reason why their defense is so good, right, is because they're not on the field. Yeah. Is because you take seven minutes off the clock and you go score. Yeah. And now you've got th- you got five minutes left in the first quarter off one drive and yeah. you go. You, you limit the shit. you what limit we... the first yes. half to four drives. Yeah. It's a lot different than if you're in an air raid on the road yeah. and six. each team has yeah. six or so. Like yeah. that's the problem with the Tennessee Alabama one mm-hmm. is they both went all this air raid. They had like twelve drives in the second half. UCLA and UC- USC yesterday. Yeah, literally yeah. yesterday they were they couldn't stop each other. They're just running up and down the field and they both had. Yeah. 14, 15 drives or something. Yeah. It's like Michigan's like, no, I'm good with three or four drives where we take eight minutes off the clock and we score something. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think um, that helps you. So that's why I just have open confidence. You got confidence. He's got confidence. All right, you got a score? Uh, I think Michigan wins uh, 35-31 okay. if Quorum plays. Okay. If Quorum is – if he not does not play effective or not playing at all, I think they lose uh, forty-eight to seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I don't I, even think it's like it's like that close. Yeah. It's like thirty-five to zero and very quickly. Yeah. Because they have no offense. Outside, right. Outside yeah. Of that. So, yeah, I think they I think they lose by seventeen. Um, I don't know if Quorum's going to be effective or not. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, I don't even know if Quorum makes that big of a difference for me. And here's why I have the seventeen number in my head is because. I feel like it's going to be close. It's going to be uh, that 10-point thing, and we're going to commit a turnover, and then that's the end of it. Like yeah, It's going to be like fourth quarter. All right, we're down by 10. We've got the ball at their, our fi- like the 50-yard line. Mm-hmm. Go for that pass. It's picked off. They go down, score, and now the game's uh, over. Yeah, like see, That's kind of how I see it happening. I, I look at Blake Corum yeah. to Michigan as like Marvin Harrison would be for Ohio State. Oh, yeah. Like If you were like, oh, Marvin Harrison might not play, yeah. the, that tide swings. Yeah. Like That's, like a, that's a yeah. very big – like if mm-hmm. he doesn't play – I don't think Ohio State would win at all. Yeah. It's like if he does play, obviously he has a good chance. But it's like I think Blake Corm is that swing where it's like if he plays, I think you have a good shot. If he yeah. doesn't play, it's just yeah. All right, let's talk about this. Let's talk about in a worst case scenario. Okay, Michigan doesn't win. Michigan's right. not winning. Yeah. What? I know. That's a possibility. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Not in their minds. Dang it. <laughs> anyway, JJ's gonna come out the day before and be like, I have no doubt in my mind. Yeah. We're just gonna. Cr- Decimate. Well, he said in the post game, "What makes you think you can beat Ohio State? We're a better team." I was like, mm. "It's close." I was like, "I don't know yet. I don't know." Uh, right, you I guys mean, both you, are I mean, eleven. No, like, there's no reason. I to mean, you took you're care not. of Michigan State this year, but like, they didn't have Kenneth Walker. It's kind of a wash. But anyway, yeah. um, both if 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 they're eleven and one, yeah. no Big Ten title, no Big Ten game, right? That's the end of their season. Eleven and one. Mm-hmm. Tennessee loses yesterday. Yes. Their season's pretty much done now. Can't go to an SEC championship. You've got two losses, one to a South Carolina. Goodbye. They're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, USC, still in the thick of it, right? They've only got one loss. Clemson's technically only got one loss. They're probably going to be the ACC champion because the ACC sucks. Hey, trick me. Stop it. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> um, it's not hate on my boy here. What in your mind, Mike? Because you you've got your finger on the pulse here with okay. kind of everything going on here. What needs to happen? Excuse me. What dominoes need to fall mm-hmm. for Michigan at eleven and one with no Big Ten title, with not a great strength of schedule, right? Their big win obviously coming over Penn State, but I mean you're you're out of conference with poop. Um, what needs to happen for them to squeak in at that four spot? Is there even a way for them to get into that four spot? Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, if if we break it down, Georgia's one mm-hmm. clearly, Ohio State's two. Assuming TCU keeps their magical run going at this point it kind of seems like god has intervened here mm-hmm. okay texas christian hardcore uh there'll be three because they'll be undefeated right mm-hmm. and now it's down to the clemsons the potential of usc i don't even know if usc makes it there just if they may have a loss to notre dame or something but like usc's in that conversation um clemson's in that conversation and i think michigan and i don't really think anybody else at that point mm-hmm. because we're assuming lsu loses in the sec championship game yeah Oregon's got two losses. Tennessee's got two losses. There's a lot of other guys where you go, you got two. Alabama's got two. Where does that put? So give me your thoughts on how Michigan can somehow finagle their way in Mm -hmm. to the final four without beating Ohio state. If it's even possible. So it is possible. Okay. I'll throw it out there initially. Okay. Now here is every outcome that I think probably needs to happen. Okay. For it to happen. Okay. All right. One, uh, Georgia needs to be LSU in the SEC championship game. Correct. If yes. LSU wins, then they're in. I think they're in. Yeah, and, that, and, then, and then you're done. Yeah, and then you're screwed. right away. Yep. Because LSU right now is, uh, as I guess, as of last week, the ranking hasn't come out yet. But as of last six, year, they right? were six. Right. So, so if you they beat, win, if you win, if they win, Tennessee lost, so they they'd be out. And yep. then Michigan's three, but in a loss to OSU, mm-hmm. they'd be out. LSU gets that big win. They'd probably be yeah. Because then four. it would be it would be Ohio State, probably TCU, Georgia. L- or I mean LSU Georgia even or, yeah. or however you want to put it yeah you know it'd be some some ranking yeah. of that mm-hmm. of that of those four so uh, Georgia needs to beat LSU yep that needs to happen okay okay um, so OSU's in check TCU. check okay USC needs to lose to either Notre Dame or, or probably Utah, Oregon, Oregon slash Washington yep okay because Oregon beat Utah so okay, yep. they have the head to head so next so just to play it out Oregon plays. Oregon State next week. That's a win. Um, Washington plays Washington State next week. Probably a win. So right now, Oregon has a game lead above Washington, but Washington would have the head-to-head right. over Oregon. Right. So theoretically, if Oregon loses, Washington wins. They both have 6-2, and two, so Washington goes. Okay. If Oregon wins, they just, they're in. They play USC. Right. Okay. So for you, I, you would need USC to lose a game. one of the two. Okay. Because then you're sitting in Would a it US... be better for USC to make it to the championship game and then lose? Or does it not Pro- matter? Probably. Because they aren't they aren't going re- no matter so what. So they're going regardless. Right. So probably because it's the loss right before the ranking. Uh-huh. And so, like, because if they lose to Notre Dame. And they Dame, don't have a championship. So, like, if they lose to Notre Dame, they still go. They beat Oregon. Now they're a 9-2, and 10-2, and two, whatever. And two, but they have the conference championship yeah, game. Yeah, that, that, that kind of yeah. differs. So okay. you probably just want Oregon just to beat them. Yeah. It'd be okay. a lot nicer. I mean, but, let's just have but also both. a two-loss championship team. Yeah, it's still up to debate. There. Okay. All right. Alabama is out because they lost to LSU and Tennessee. Yeah. And Tennessee has a bad loss now. Yeah. So now that doesn't. That hurts. Even yeah. Worse. That that hurts worse. Yeah. So they're out. Clemson 
has an outside shot. Yeah. Preferably, if you can get North Carolina to beat Clemson, that it just easily eliminates both of them. Right. Because North Carolina just lost Georgia Tech at home, so that's <laughs> awful. If North Carolina then beats Clemson, there's no discussion. They both two losses. North Carolina would be the ACC championship, who just lost to Georgia Tech. Nothing there. They're both done. So if all of those, and then going through, there's Clemson, really nothing else. Yeah, I don't much. think Clemson loses again. I don't think so. So yeah. that's why that could yeah. get iffy because it's one loss ACC championship. Yeah. But I'm going to say North Carolina wins. Yeah. Because then in that instance, you would have Georgia's the one seed, Ohio State's the two seed, TCU is the three seed, and then you would be competing your next best mm-hmm. option because Tennessee gets a loss, LSU would lose. USC would probably be the next team you would look at, mm-hmm. but like looking at the ranking, right? It's USC, Alabama, Clemson, Utah, Penn State, like all of those teams you put Michigan in over. Mm-hmm. So those are probably best case scenario, the four scenarios yeah. that you would need to happen yeah. in order. So like in an instance where Clemson beats North Carolina's ACC champions, they probably go in over Michigan. Yeah, just because they have the ACC yeah. title. If USC, God, that a, that's a blowout and a half, isn't if, it? If, oh. if USC wins out and, and they win the Pac-12, they probably get in over Michigan because they both have one loss, but USC has the Pac-12 championship. Yeah. So, and a pretty big win over Oregon. And a pretty big win over Oregon. Uh, big win over UCLA. UCLA. Yeah. It would be a big win over Notre Dame. Three ranked teams back-to-back-to-back would be a really good resume builder there. Um, so, those, so, so, recap... Georgia beating LSU, USC losing probably in the Pac-12 championship, mm-hmm. but I think it would be a debate if they lose to Notre Dame but beat Oregon because it would be a two-loss Pac-12 team or a one-loss, say, Ohio State only wins by three. Right. It's like, okay, right. they're on the road, lose yeah. by three to the number two team. Right. And then um, if Clemson won, they'd be 11-1, 12-1 with a Pac-12 or a big, or ACC. ACC championship. Yeah. So those are the three that you kind of want to, to lose, lose yeah. to have a shot. Yeah. If if USC or Clemson win their thing mm-hmm. and they go undefeated the rest of the way, I think they probably get the nudge over yep. Michigan. Okay. Interesting. Interesting, for sure. Um, is it weird to think that everyone's just assuming that Ohio State, Michigan, the winner of that, is just going to win the Big Ten and giving the West like no shot at all? I know, I know. Let's be I'm real just, here. I'm, I'm just they're playing Purdue. Up. I'm just bringing it up just to be a dick, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it, like it, the funny part is like it, like if even if you had like Michigan, Ohio, like that game would have been scheduled four weeks ago to be the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Like if like they were on separate sides or whatever, and then the winner of that would just go anyway. So yeah. like you're like this game is. The Big Ten. The Big Ten Championship. Yeah. Just like un officially. Unofficially. Yeah. And like and the thing is, like, if Michigan Ohio State. Is Purdue State... clinched? Do they clinch the spot? Or I thought they still had to win out. Well, they have to so like They had to win out, I thought. They have I think to win Iowa's out. got the head to head, right? Over Purdue. So like if it, I think if Iowa never loses or something like that, I thought Iowa had an huh. inside track to get there. Yeah, I guess. Huh. Somehow, oh, yeah, my bad. It might yeah, be Iowa. Somehow, okay. someway, Iowa's still going to make it to there yeah, and wait, with Purdue... their three-pass happy offense. Huh. Yeah, as of yesterday, I thought it was different. Yeah. But, yeah, so I guess okay, Iowa has the fast track. So yeah. if Iowa beats Nebraska, <laughs> they get in. So my bad. I yeah. guess it would be Iowa or yeah. Purdue. 
And, and the Purdue plays Indiana, so they're both Meanwhile, probably Michigan just going to Ohio State's just going to be sitting there twiddling their thumbs. Like, yeah. I really well, okay, back to my, the, yeah, yeah. the point I was going to make, yeah, though, yeah. is if Michigan and Ohio State both went to the Big Ten championship game yeah. in, a, in a world where that yeah. could happen and one of them lost, I don't think that would persuade yeah. the committee to put them in at four. Right. Like, it's like, oh, I went to the Big Ten championship and lost. Like, that's, like, no better than not going, yeah. really. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like, I don't think, like, and, like, if Michigan this week plays – um. Northwestern and Ohio State plays Nebraska, and they're both twelve and zero. Go to the Big Ten Championship, and one of them lose. I don't think like the committee's gonna be like, "You lost in the Big Ten Championship, so like right. we'll slot you right, in." Right, right, like yeah. I don't think it matters that much. <laughs> that's funny. It's not gonna impact you too much. Yeah. All right, guys, that's it. So Mike's got Michigan, Michigan winning. Kyle's got Michigan winning. I'm the. Yeah, I'm the yeah. You're you're the crazy one. On I'm the, the crazy one. Clearly, yep. Um, listen, I want to be proven wrong. I am gonna be rooting. You usually do what Kylo does is you just bet money on like the other team and then. Yeah. No, I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> My like, hold on. Let me grab the mic for a second here. Sometimes when Michigan plays a team that's competent, which it hasn't been very often this season, I they would, played people, like one. One, one hey, they half. played players that are sometimes good, sometimes yeah. in games. Yeah, they had that one game. Of the footballs. But, see, I bet against Michigan because I'm too mentally weak to handle a loss, so I need a financial <laughs> game if they were to win. So I think he's got the reason. I think he's got the way I need to start watching Lions games. <laughs> <laughs> but that's only but I only do that if Michigan's like should win. Like Ohio yeah. State, like they like they're not they're not gonna be favored, right? So what is, lose, do we know what the spread is early seven on? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Eight and a half. Moved eight and a half. Moved eight and a half. Yeah, because it went corner. Well, well, it went from 17 and a half down to eight and a half. 17 and a half was what? the spread? Yeah. They're back, both undefeated. Back in, um, well, this was like week four or five. Oh, okay. I was going to say, come on. No, like every week it's like slowly gone down yeah, a spot. It's confirmed to be it might, it might, oh, go, yeah. it might pop up to like yeah. seven. They're like, oh, that's gonna be awful. Ryan Day is about to have a field day. Um, all right, yeah, but that's gonna be it for this week's show, guys. Next week, we're gonna be talking the fallout, Ohio State, Michigan. Who's who got the dub? Are we gonna be happy, happy, joy, joy, or we're we gonna be me telling you I told you? Maybe. Oh, we might be watching that game together. Uh, maybe not. I don't know now. Oh, that might not be. That may Never not mind. be a thing. Maybe not. I don't know yet. Um. We'll talk off air about that. But anyway, anyway, that's going to be it for this week's show, guys. On behalf of – oh, he's not on behalf of. He's here. I always do that every time yeah. he's here because you're here, you know, once a year. Hey, maybe – this is like the time of year he, – he's like Santa. He comes in at a specific hey, time of year. Depending on what happens next, um, next weekend, we'll see if I'm here. No, you don't get to predict Final Four stuff now. Last time you saw – you said Georgia was going to – you said Michigan was going to beat Georgia. Thanks a lot. Hey, they did beat Iowa too. We predicted we we did project that. Yeah, that's that's true. All right, that's gonna be it for this week's show. On behalf of the whale man, he's the Merck, so Mike Merkel. I'm the mouth of Michigan Robin Dyke, and we will see you guys as always next time.